Welcome back, uh, dear listeners, to uh, V2 Radio number four. Is it four? Uh, it is number four. It is We're number four, four already. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we usually do a little intro about uh, what V2 is and who we are. So, uh, Stefan, kick it off. Well, I'm uh, Stefan. I do uh, PR communication at V2. Also, together with Alex, we organize the V2 Club uh, evenings, uh, which Alex would tell you all about in a bit. So, uh, yeah. Yes, and then that, that leads us to Alex, me. Uh, I work with the community at V2 and uh, also arrange the music program together with Stefan. Um, V2 is a uh, research-based, multidisciplinary um, media art, uh, art and technology art and technology lab uh, that produce uh, publish research research and archive everything that happens on the interface of uh, art technology and science and uh, and society and society world. and we have Ari yeah who's um, doing the archive at V2 and the website and uh, I think I've been talking enough already today because this morning I had like 25 students from Denmark uh, at the V2 ground floor so I sort of told them about the history of V2 the context of what we're doing the art and technology stuff the research the production the making of art the critical reflection on society and how we use technology and all that sort of stuff. So. It's actually nice to mention that these that this particular group of students uh, came to V2 because they saw our operator show. So that's a <laughs> 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 nice. Yeah, also. that's a really great, a really great thing. It's people coming from Copenhagen to check out V2 because the teacher has heard us on operator radio. So operator radio is people in Copenhagen that listen to your shows. Well, big shout out to Operator Radio. Um, we talked about V2 Club. Um, uh, uh, V2 has had a long uh, history of programming experimental music. And uh, we felt, me and Stefan felt that in the last couple of years that was lacking a little bit at V2. So uh, we started up this new program called V2 Club. Uh, and in this year we've had four events so far and we have one more coming up. Uh, where we program different local um, acts that uh, do something different with music. And uh, we pair them up with two uh, visual artists that uh, do custom visuals for each band. And it always turns into a big success. We've been sold out every time so far. I'm not going to lie. We're both times we were big successes, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, three times. We had three the, times, sorry. We had the uh, yeah. African yeah. one too. Yeah. Um, so last time we had uh, Waldorf and uh, Radokraft on stage. Yeah. It was a really awesome night. Yeah, yeah. really awesome night. Uh, we had set up two different stage areas, and uh, Waldorf had their own projections on top of them. And uh, Waldorf, as you know, are the masters of improvisation. So uh, they. Uh, put on uh, something that they've never put on before. They built their own instruments also, which yeah. is really cool. Yeah. And later in the evening, uh, Radokraft uh, played his set of uh, very lovely up-tempo dark wave 
Yeah, I think uh, the term for it is EBM. I didn't know this until a few days ago, actually. What's but, EBM? Uh, I will tell more about it when I'm when we come to my personal track, actually. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, well, we're gonna play you a recording of uh, what Waldorf played last night. So uh, yeah. here we go. So that was Waldorf live at V2 at the last V2 club. Uh, I wanted to give a little shout out also because we mentioned uh, Jeroen Reinhardt and Jochen Balbomers who do the live visuals during the V2 club. They always also do our, uh, our banner design, all that kind of stuff. And they just recently started their own place uh, on the mains and it's called Test Site Mains. And then I think they're, right now they're just re uh, really busy building up the place. Uh, so I asked him for a little text to explain what it is. I'm just going to read it. So it says, Test Site Maint is an upcoming temporary 
exhibition space surrounding media and technology in the old Albert Heijn on the Main. The next couple of months, they'll host a number of exhibitions and events surrounding non-conventional art within the field of media and technology. So uh, I would like to, yeah, if you uh, think this sounds interesting, uh, go ahead and follow them on Instagram. I think it's instagram.com slash testsitemaint. So look them up, follow them. I think uh, a lot of cool stuff is going to happen there. Cool. Um, and of course, we have the next V2 Club coming up on uh, December 7th. Um, this time we've invited two uh, local acts. Uh, one is Hermano, which is um, comprised of multi-talented uh, producers, Michalis and Dylan. Um, they formed Hermano in 2017. And uh, during the last two years, the musicians have constantly experimented with, a, with sound design and explored many different possibilities of looping and layering music live. Um, they're going to release an EP during this, uh, uh, during this event. And the EP is a combination of the instruments they play, uh, strings and horns, or guitar and saxophone mostly, and three analog synthesizers. Their aim is to bridge these different dimensions of sound that goes from electronic beats to ambient textures, uh, influenced a lot by the music of John Hopkins and Nils Fram. Um, the EP is recorded and performed live without the use of samples or pre-recorded material, but by using a technique of looping and on-the-spot improvising that is their signature sound. Um, we're going to listen to one song from them here. It's not from the new EP because we don't do previews. You have to come on the 7th or 7th to be first to hear this EP. This is from uh, one of their old albums. It's called Singular.
that was Singular by Hermano. And um, also the second uh, act we have playing on December 7th is, uh, let's see if I say this right, Xenia or Xenia. Um, it's a solo project initiated by Xenia Gotenkieni, a singer-songwriter, composer, producer, and visual artist from uh, the Netherlands. Uh, characteristic in her music are her emotional, powerful vocals supported by vintage synth, intuitive bass, and a collage of strange noises, as she puts it. Uh, we're looking very much forward to hosting her as well. And we do have a soundbite also from Xenia, which we will listen to next. Um, the song is called Wait. Nope. That's, that's <laughs> not it. <laughs> Oh. Now it's wait. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
right. So that, that, that was Xenia. So, yeah, if you uh, dig this kind of music, and how can you not? Because, yeah, they're both awesome acts. Uh, come down to VT, uh, uh, V2 okay. on December the 7th. And, uh, yeah, come check it out. So uh, They open doors at 8.30. First yeah. band starts playing at 9.30. Yeah, so now we're going to play my personal uh, favorite track for, of the day. And this of is also the moment... Or of the month? Of the, it's, well, it changes daily. Today, this was my favorite track. Uh, yeah, so there's a little... Uh, we already talked about EBM, the musical genre, and there's a little story behind this because I posted this particular track on my Facebook account and then uh, Willem, the guy from Radercraft, he reshared it and uh, put something along with it that said like uh, EBM banger and I had no idea what that was so I looked it up but apparently EBM is, uh, stands for electronic body music mm-hmm. and it's a genre from the 80s which, yep. which is still being made and uh, <laughs> Deutsch Amerikanische Freundschaft <laughs> Yeah, yeah. This is, is all a, my youth, you know. Yeah. But it's this not mine. I, was I didn't know when I was 16. <laughs> <laughs> you, you want to tell some of your uh, own experience with this genre? <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, it's actually, I was too young. Uh, right. I mean, Deutsche Amerikanische Freundschaft was yeah. on the radio when I was 15, yeah. 16 year old. And they are seen as the. Tanz der Mussolini. Yeah, that's the, yeah. That's the starting point of this genre. But uh, anyway, the uh, track I want to play is a track by Panzerfabrik. Uh, oh. He's a guy from The Hague, or maybe there's two guys, I actually don't know. Um, he's on Bunker Records, which you might know yep. uh, is for, uh, an old uh, techno label. Electro. And electro. Ifano. I think uh, I know that Gita Vares has something to do with it. He's also in the stoner band Orange Sunshine. He has another, another label called Motorwolf, which is one of my favorites. A lot of dirty rock and rolls. Is, uh, but we're deep under. into the Hague underground yeah. now, I yeah, think. We, yeah. yeah, we are. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think the title of the track is Onderaan, am I right? Yes, you're so, right. So yeah, let's, uh, let's just listen to it.
ijzer wordt van de ene pan in de andere pan overgeschonken en daarna in de gietmachine. I guess it has to be your style. I definitely like it. So if you uh, want to look it up, you have me smiling all the time. So that's good, I guess. Panzerfabriek, <laughs> onderaan, onderaan de trap. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just have to mention it now. I think this is the right moment. Uh, actually, these days, uh, Rotterdam heroes, Hajo Dorn, Peter Vengler and Lucas Simonis are uh, uh, celebrating 20 years of Kolhaven. Uh, Kolhaven, not only neighborhood in Rotterdam, but Kolhaven, like the performance outfit, band, uh, whatever, uh, craziness stuff. So yesterday they did an evening at the player. I think tonight again it's at the player. And then on the 11th and the 12th they have a night at uh, Worm. So uh, yeah, not to be missed if you definitely if you live in uh, Rotterdam and you like the stuff that Hajo uh, Dorn Peter Fengler and uh, Lucas Simonis uh, are doing. So, um, and actually, uh, this is another. Um, Stefan, you had a tip, so this was my tip, and I have a second one, but that's still a bit more than a week uh, away. I saw that there is a floppy total event, floppy total double density at uh, Varia on oh, yeah. um, what is it on the 19th of October with a workshop in the afternoon and a conversation event in uh, the evening so if you're into floppy disks this great medium uh, from the 1980s and the 1990s go to Varia so I think that's really worthwhile as well and um, that brings us actually to finally uh, announcing an event of uh, V2 and mm. that's uh, tonight uh, the critical AI meetup all around the critical AI manifesto. And I, uh, so that's tonight from uh, 7.30 on, seven, the doors are open. Uh, there's a welcome, uh, there's like 15 minutes, 20 minutes later. And uh, I would say like first play this little bit, yep. this MP3, like mm -hmm. um, in, all in the tradition of our operator shows of extremely low <laughs> sound quality. <laughs> I'll explain how it's made later on. All right. Just uh, play it. Here it goes. Decision making process should always be a explanatory request. Live or in retrospect. Tweede creator, owner and operator are all responsible for unwise actions. 3AI has to abide by the same national and international laws as humans. 4AI should always be a identified as such when interacting with a human being. 5AI should always try to prevent harm to a human being in the case of an accident. 6 true consciousness for AI should not be a act all. 7 all code for AI should be a open source and check it before a release. 8 AI should judge and calculate with that human bias and negative stereotypes. 9 AI is a tool, it cannot receive citizenship, personal credentials or rights. 10 we don't know over anything to AI. I don't know yeah. about you guys, but I'm confused. What's going on here? <laughs> 10. We do not owe anything to AI. 9. AI is a tool, it cannot receive citizenship, personal credentials or rights. 8. AI should judge and calculate without human bias and negative stereotypes. 7. All code for AI should be open source and checked before release. 6. 
true consciousness for AI should not be a goal. 5. AI should always try to prevent harm to a human being in the case of an accident. 4. AI should always be identified as such when interacting with a human being. 3. AI has to abide by the same national and international laws as humans. 2. The creator, owner and operator are all responsible for an AI's action. 1. AI's decision-making process should always be explained on request, live or in retrospect. So that's 10 of the lines, sentences that's uh, now in uh, the Critical AI Manifesto, which, uh, of which we have a kind of little website at V2. Um, that's still beta release. The idea of the AI Critical Meetup uh, tonight is also to kind of um, make more rules, discuss these rules, uh, enrich this uh, database of uh, rules about regulations about AI. So if you want, then you would be able to generate your own AI manifesto if you'd be willing to do so, if you would like to do that. So this is all, of course, um, like connecting to uh, the big discussions that we now have uh, amongst uh, the implementation of a lot of machine learning and applications that we use into the political decision-making processes. Um, so if you're interested in those kind of things, come by uh, tonight at V2. If you can bring a laptop, because it's a bit the idea to also get your hands dirty. Actually, this uh, meetup is uh, um, kind of coming out of the earlier AI meetups that we had that were really focused on uh, trying to code stuff yourself. And they were kind of, yeah, they were quite successful. Lots of people came, uh, some good discussions as well. So we're trying to kind of build on this and uh, eventually make it, uh, yeah, go on with this and have this whole critical discussion going. Uh, by the way, the, the really lo-fi sound, uh, sound file that you just heard, it was basically just these 10 rules that I threw into my Scrivener um, uh, file and then said speech. Uh, which then makes Scrivener um, speak out uh, the lines of text. And I actually didn't know, but the only voice that I had downloaded like ages ago is Xander, I think. And it's a Dutch voice. So it's uh, the it's the Dutch uh, speech recognition, not speech recognition, uh, the Dutch voice software. So the voice thinks it's reading Dutch. So, uh, but it's not Dutch, it's reading out English text. So that makes it like really difficult to understand. Bas basically, this is what I hear at the office every day. <laughs> <laughs> and you're Swedish, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> that makes it even more difficult. <laughs> I, have, I have been very curious to find out what your personal track is. Uh, yeah, my I... personal track. Yeah, I, I actually, I wanted to, uh, there's this track of this crazy uh, CD by Paolo Chocron, Los Vinoculos, which I heard completely by accident by clicking on a program on the concert center that I listened to a lot. Um, the program turned out to be made by Ezekiel Minalet, um, composer and conductor from The Hague. Um, 
And Los Vinocolos is uh, a take on the Goldberg variations, but she kind of overlays it and there's electronics and mistakes and it's, it's, it's great. Um, but I only found streaming files on Bandcamp. So Los Vinocolos, Paula Chucron on Bandcamp. Uh, so then accidentally I saw that tomorrow Jamie Branch's Fly or Die second album is coming out. So I thought one of the best concerts last year was Jamie Branch at the Bim House. And uh, I'll just play uh, one of the themes from uh, the first Fly or Die. Uh, theme nothing. So take it away.
right. I didn't know what to expect, but I really like this. So before we go on to the next subject, I have to do a little rectif rectification. Uh, Florian uh, Weigel, our curator, sent me a message just now on my phone saying that Gita Vares doesn't just have something to do with it. He is Bunker Records. So Florian, <laughs> there you go. Thanks for letting me know. Uh, yeah, so the next thing. Uh, Friday 18 and Saturday the 19th. A team of people goes into making this radio show. <laughs> <clear> now. <laughs> we have all kinds of people listening with us. All right. 18 and 19 October, Friday, Saturday. Uh, V2 will be one of the venues for the Left of the Dial Festival. Uh, what is Left of the Dial Festival? It is a showcase festival, which means you won't see any big names on the lineup. But there's a lot to uh, explore because a lot of these bands are not very well known yet. Uh, maybe something you can compare it to is the Eendracht Festival here in Rotterdam. Although that uh, f uh, festival focus on, focuses on bands from Rotterdam. And this is more an international showcase festival. Uh, other venues are Rotown, Borm, Vibes, V11. Not to be confused with V2, of course. Which happens a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so um, we have six bands playing in, uh, at V2. And I did a bit of research and I uh, and found their bios, which I found out say almost nothing about them at all. But still, I want to read them out to you. <laughs> so the first band That's that we will why. have is Japanese Television, who claim they're the UK's number two space surf band, which makes me wonder who's, who's number one? one. But they don't say that. Uh, the uh, Goa Express is another one. Uh, they say they play Nuggets. Uh, nuggets are, of, uh, of course, the 60s garage rock com uh, compilation albums. Gar garage bangers, so you have to look in that direction. Peeping Drexels. All I could find is that they are from London. No more information. Uh, Deeper is a band based in Chicago, Illinois, and consists of some names you would know. Then we have Denzel. They are a trio of believers in distortion, energy, and melody which is, I think is a good combination, uh -huh. uh, who melt their serrated punk with droning shoegaze elements. Then after that, they said FFO. I don't know what that means, actually, but FFO, double point, Polish beer, mace-based snacks. I think that says a lot <laughs> more about the band than... Than the, <laughs> all the, the other stuff. So, yeah, the, uh, one more band. Sasha and the, the Shades are a six-piece band fronted by Sasha. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. uh, then there's a whole list of all the other uh, members and what they play, which is not so interesting, I, I guess, for now. Uh, so, yeah, let's uh, listen to a track by one of those bands that play at V2 during Left of the Dial Festival. Uh, the song we're going to listen to is called Pink Showers, and it's by the band Deeper.
we did it. That was the. That, it always happens once a show. I'm happy it happened again. Uh, that was the <laughs> band uh, Deeper. The next band that's also playing at V2 during the Left of the Dial Festival is called Dance Hall, which I find a good name. And their song is called Burn. So let's uh, listen to it. <laughs> After this song by Dance Hall, uh, let's announce another V2 event. Uh, first Friday of uh, the, of November, we have the second installment of the 3x3 by Helmut Smits. Helmut Smits, Rotterdam-based artist, uh, makes quite witty and funny works, a um, bit between design and uh, art and technology. 
and uh, he did a first three 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 by three three times three uh, <laughs> last week at v2 stefan was there and uh, i think one of the ideas was to play all 40 or all top 40 songs at one go at the same starting yep. at the same moment that I don't didn't know if quite that, work out that didn't work out <laughs> alas alas but it, still that's a work yeah. and uh, you looped around the river mass yeah, i think took, we took a metro tram we went uh, around the mass making a kind of looping figure so on the over map over it and over then it. under yeah, it exactly and uh, the biggest part of the evening consisted of helmut smith's just showing his old work explaining what he does I think the best way to, it's kind of hard to explain if you want to know what uh, Helmut Smith is all about, go to his Instagram, go to his website, you will uh, see it, you won't be able to explain what he does, but you will get it. You'll really get it's it. It's also nice to say that the three times trees are always on the Kunstavond, that m meaning it's on Friday evening between 6 and 9, and the entrance is always free, so and uh, also, feel free to drop by. Yeah. Also, all of the other uh, art venues around the Witte de Witstraat yeah. are free entrance then. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so uh, I think it's time for Alex's uh, well, first, first. Oh, no. oh, first you're going to talk about the test lab. Yeah. Yes, uh, also fresh off the press, um, we got news today that we are uh, producing another test lab. Uh, test lab is maybe our longest running series of programs, uh, 10 years-ish yeah. by now. Yeah. And on the 21st of November, we're uh, doing one uh, around device art. Uh, it will be a group exhibition of Croatian artists from Container in Zagreb. Uh, containers, uh, Container focuses on progressive contemporary art that explores the role and meaning of science, technology, and the body. Um, so they fit very well with the V2. And uh, we just found out today that they will be gracing us with their presence uh, so we're putting on an event uh, on uh, November 21st, uh, likely from 8. We usually start at 8. Doors open at 7.30. You'll find more info on our website as we get closer to that date. Um, now it's time for my personal track. And uh, I've uh, chosen a track I've listened a lot to the last couple of months from Trust called uh, Unbleached. Trust, as you know, is the brainchild of uh, Robert Alphonse, and uh, he's often collaborating with Maya Postepsky. And um, this song uh, is called Unbleached, and it's from the album The Destroyer that was uh, released in February this year. I hope you enjoy.
Thank you. Yeah, and to finish off this uh, program, our Forest of V2, we want to dive deep, deep, deep into uh, the deep. history of V2, the archive. Actually, it was an idea of uh, Stefan, who this week uh, read the book uh, Bibikov for President, um, a sort of biography by Martin Haas, came out a couple of years ago by Lebowski. And it's a book that uh, in which also V2 pops up. Uh, Mike von Bibikov, my God. I remember uh, seeing him on local television in Amsterdam pretty much every week at Staatstv Robotnik. Uh, he's a bit of a controversial person, a kind of poet, political agitator, uh, someone who was always around and doing his speeches. And at some point he founded the Reagering. And um, he was doing his speeches uh, against The Hague, against the politics. He pops up in the history of V2 as well because he was part of this 1980s art scene. So uh, there has been an event at V2 where he read his poetry. And uh, I also know, but it's always very difficult to find in our archive. There's these great, almost ambient um, video fragments of this Nijmegen uh, art exhibition that was forbidden by uh, the university where all these people are like wandering around the building. You see Alex Adrian, so you see Mike van Bibikov and lots of others and a police agent who said like, okay guys, now it's enough. And uh, <laughs> really always strange a lot of stuff. Around, yeah. yeah um, and um, actually Stefan and Mike van Bibikov is far before his time. I think he found this clip of Mike van Bibikov probably on YouTube or something, downloaded Yeah, it is and, uh, uh, from, he, I think he released one cassette in his life on a small label. Uh, yeah. um, it's on YouTube, it has like 100 views, which says that is 
He's not a very well-known figure. He's but, not uh, well-known anymore, but anymore. kind of in, in the, in the, in the 80s, early I think. 80s yeah. in the V2 scene, Robotnik scene, the squatter yeah. scene in, in Amsterdam, you would always see him. Yeah. And uh, because he was also a very um, present person, very thin, he was kind of, he was quite intelligent yeah. but I think he was using too much speed as well it's nice to mention also that he did his whole uh, thing Didn't everybody back then <laughs> <laughs> he did his whole thing in Amsterdam but he was actually from Rotterdam so that's also yeah. a nice connection yeah. Uh, yeah I think we don't have much time left so maybe we should just end then with a clip of uh, Mike from Bibikov talking to the people and okay. it's actually kind of yeah just think of the climate um uh, protests in Amsterdam earlier this week. So, 1980s were a different time, guys. <laughs> Here we go. De reageren is een politieke partij die beoogt om een radicaal einde te maken aan het oeverloze internationale politieke gekompel en geflikvlooi waar Den Haag zo dapper aan meedoet. En daarom stelt de reageren Den Haag uit Nederland om te beginnen uit Amsterdam. Wat dit ingrijpende maatregelen vergt, begrijpt een kind. De maatregelen die wij voorstellen zijn de volgende. 1. Reagering kondigt de noodtoestand af. 2. Den Haag verklaart tot rampgebied. 3. De reagering stelt ultimatum. Kernwapens het land uit voor 2 juni aanstaande. En dat kan makkelijk. Want daar heb ik namelijk het volgende idee voor. En dat is namelijk dit, de afdeling volksgezondheid. Alle Nederlanders in de ziektewet. Onder het motto van we worden de dood ziek van. En dan moet u eens opletten hoe snel die kernwapens het land uit zijn. Maar goed. Indien de gevestigde orde en chaos hieraan niet voldoet, dan volgt dus punt 4. Nederland in staat van beleg. Punt 5, de mars op Den Haag. Punt 6, de regering wordt afgezet. Punt 7, de reagering neemt de macht in handen. Punt 8, Bibikov president. En punt 9, de reagering verandert alles. So, thank you everybody for listening. Um, from uh, the three of us here at uh, from V2, uh, Stefan, Ari and Alex, we're out. Uh, See you next time, uh, hopefully in uh, December. We're going to book a new time right now. And uh, it's time for the next show, so we have to leave. Bye-bye. Thanks.